The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Blessings overtake me All His commandments I observe While my soul doth prosper in the knowledge Of Jesus Christ my Lord, the living Word That's what I have, that's who I am I am a king come out of Abraham because of Christ, I reign in life in Him. That's what I have, that's who I am. Blessed have I been in the city. Blessed have I been in the field. The Lord has commanded on me blessing. It's my Father's pleasure and His will That's what I have, that's who I am I am a king come out of Abraham Because of Christ, I reign in life in Him That's what I have, that's who I am Blesses everything I set my hand to. My enemies run from me seven ways. The Lord has opened to me his good treasure while I observe and do what Jesus says. That's what I have, that's who I am. I am Come out of Abraham Because of Christ I reign in life In Him That's what I have That's who I am That's what I have That's who I am I am a king Come out of Abraham Because of Christ I reign in life in Him, that's what I have, that's who I am. That's what I have, that's who I am. You're listening to the Hour of Anointing, and I'm David Ingalls. The Word of God lives in me in the measure that I practice it. We're going to be talking about something very interesting today. Why the tenses whip us, and how we can not let them do that, where we can keep them from doing that. This may surprise you. Your tenses, that's T-E-N-S-E-S, -E your tenses become your dearest helps or 
your worst enemies. If you're going to get your heart's desire in the future, it will never materialize. You say, I know that Christ bore my disease, that's good, and I have a right to it, that's good. Then you say, I'm going to get my healing. Well, now this statement does not affect your disease. Your tense here, or your tenses, have taken you prisoner. If you say, I know that he bore my disease, and I thank him for it, I know by his stripes I am healed, now the tenses are working with you. When you know clearly the difference between the legal and the vital aspects of redemption, you will have solved one of your most difficult problems. The legal is what God has done for you in Christ. The vital is what the Holy Spirit does in you through the Word. You'll not find that confession by surrendering or consecrating or even fasting. It's only when you begin to act on the Word that it is yours. Begin to act as though you already possess it. Make your confession that you do possess it, that it is yours now. If you will practice it, this word will give you your promised land. You know, we've never really realized that tenses, T-E-N-S-E-S, that our tenses have often ruled our senses. And they are ruled by the senses. Actually, our tenses are ruled by the senses, and it's also ruled our thinking. Most of our popular hymns are in the future or in the past tense. Leaders tell us what we ought to be and what we ought to do. They tell us what we should strive to get, but they seldom tell us how to get it. I don't know whether you've ever thought of it or not, but everything in the spiritual realm that the believer needs to make him a success belongs to him. We have sung, I surrender all, and all is on the altar, not realizing that when we took Christ as our Savior, we confessed him as our Lord. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 tells us, Because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus as Lord, or the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Notice this carefully, that the confession is the lordship of Jesus. Uh, if a person does that, he hasn't anything to surrender as he comes to recognize the fact that he is not his own anymore. He was bought with a price, and we find that in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20. And you can't very well surrender something that doesn't belong to you, nor lay something on God's altar that is not yours to lay on the altar. You belong to him. If you've confessed the lordship of Jesus, you've confessed Jesus as Lord, now you belong to him, you've been bought with a price. Not only do you belong to him by your own consent, you're like a wife that consents to the wedding ceremony. She gives herself to that man. She doesn't have the wedding service repeated day after day. She belongs to him. The believer belongs to Christ. It is a once and for all union. We are drawn into union with the Lord. That is in the past tense. The thing is done. It was consummated when you received eternal life and became a new creation in Christ Jesus. When you recognize that, you grow to know the reality of it so that you live daily in the consciousness of your union with him of your oneness with him. 
Christ is yours. You are his. All that he wrought for you in his substitutionary sacrifice is yours. It belongs to you. You don't have to struggle to get it. You don't have to surrender for it. You don't have to even pray for it. It is yours as much as your hands are yours, as much as your feet belong to you. All of this struggling, our praying and fasting to get power is useless, and it has built up within us a type of unbelief that is very difficult to overcome. Ephesians 3.20, we read, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. The word power here means ability. We will translate it like this, according to the ability of God that is at work within us. Philippians 2, verse 13 says, It is God who is at work within us. If you have God in you, you have the powerhouse in you right now. If you have him in you and you yield to his ability, let him control you. Everything that you need is there on tap, ready for use. Some of us have concentrated and surrendered to the Lord daily, and, and we found out after a while we were running in a circle. And I was doing the same thing day after day. I was not making any progress. Many of our leaders, spiritual leaders, have worked on a philosophy of failure. It's based on unbelief. They teach us to doubt actually unconsciously. They haven't recognized that there are two phases of redemption, the legal and the vital. The legal is always in the past. It is what God did for us in the past in the great substitution. He redeemed us. Our redemption is in the past tense. He doesn't have to redeem us again. The moment that you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and acknowledged his lordship, you became a new creation in him. You see that moment the Father imparted his own nature to you. So you are now by nature a child of God. That is in the past. That cannot be done again. We are now in Christ, one with him, a branch of the vine. That is past. You ask the Holy Spirit to come in and occupy his new creation. All that God is doing in you and in the new creation is vital. When you understand the difference between the legal and the vital side of redemption, you'll be able to take advantage of what has been done for you, of what he is doing in you and through the Holy Spirit by the word and what Jesus is doing for you right now at the right hand of the Father. The failure of the believer can usually be laid to the lack of clear apprehension of what he actually is in Christ. A prayer that we continue to pray over this person and that person, grant to them and also to ourselves what it really means to be a new creation in Christ. Father, thank you for revealing to me and to this one and to that one what it really means to be a new creation in Christ. When he can quietly say, I am a new creation, I have in me now the life, the nature of my Father God, I am a partaker of his love nature, all I need then to enable me to walk in love is to let his nature dominate me. Someone may ask, well, how can I do that? Well, it's easy. Just begin to practice or act upon the word. You see, believing is acting upon what he has, has asked you to do already. There is no believing without acting. Faith is a noun. You have acted. You have arrived, and on the ground of that, you began to take your place as a son, as a daughter, in God's great family. 
You have back of you his living word, and back of the word is his throne, and back of the throne is God himself. You are quite safe. When you know this, as you know addition and subtraction, you will have a fearless confession. You'll dare to tell the world what you are and what you can do. You'll be able to say with the perfect fearlessness, When I pray, the Father hears me. You're not afraid to say, Greater is he that is in me than any circumstance that may confront me. Any difficulty that may confront me, I am more than that because the Holy Spirit's in me. I become a master of circumstances in Christ. I have come to recognize the reality of his indwelling and have become God-inside-minded. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Stop.